This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hi, Jason Glick. How are you? I'm good, John. Yourself? Oh, you know, I'm here. <laughs> so, uh, what do you have on tap for us tonight, sir? Okay, well, it's like I, like I've got the um, the uh, my thoughts on this on another new image series from Ed Brubaker. It's like now he's um, basically made images home after I'm immigrating over from like from Marvel after all these years, and he's given and he's given us um good series. Well, okay, um, series that were decent enough, like Fatal. Series that were quite good, like it's like um the Fade Out, and now a series that you know is entertaining enough or has a thoroughly entertaining surface in Velvet. Now, um, Velvet is the uh, first name of its main character, um, Velvet Templeton, a, a woman who like uh, is of a certain age who is um, working as a secretary in the Allied Re- Reconnaissance Co- um, Commission. Basically, they are a um, top secret um, it's like um, spy organization. It's like who, like, you know, like, they, like, you know, the CIA and the KGB, you know, it's like they're, th- this is the kind of organization that they, that, that, these guys kind of look up to and hope that's that they're real and that's pulling the strings behind the scenes. And um, Velvet, you know, after doing a number of missions of them, you know, back in the um, 40s, the 50s, and the 60s, has now settled into a kind of like a comfortable working retirement as their secretary. You know, like because she figured because hey, after a um, mission, a particularly um, bad set of missions that involved like the death of her, it's like the death of her husband, and um, it's like. It's like in her nearly her murdering an asset in the field. Well, you know, like they, like the the arc wanted basically felt that you know like you know we value your talents, but you know we can't have you go out in the field anymore. So, you know, she, so she's um you know bound to de- um like stuck with desk work for the rest rest of her career. Now, then one one day when um, one of the uh, arc's top agents is killed in the field, it's like she um gets. She gets her own her feeling that, you know, like this guy, you know, he's too good. He's too good. Why was he, um, how, how was he able to kill, be killed like this? And, you know, what if, um, Ark has a mole in it? And so she starts looking into it on her own terms. And that's when she finds out that, oh, it turns out that, you know, like she was, is being set up for, like, like for, for, for a role in this, it's like in this, in this guy's death as well. So now it's, um, this woman who, you know, it's like she's been out of the field for a while, but she has not really lost a lot of her skills, and so she's going to um like shoot shoot um as many people in the face as she needs in order to um find out who it's like it's like who um like set her up and who was um you know working inside the the organization to their to their own ends. Now, I wrote um I've written about the first two volumes, and you know like they're like you know pretty. Un- Pre-entertaining in itself. Um, Brew Baker has the you know spy espionage genre stuff down cold. It's like, and he make and Velvet is a compelling protagonist in and of herself. I mean, just the fact that she's, oh man, I, she's got to be pushing like um fifty, fifty something. It's like when the story when the story starts in the seventies, and um it's like and so and so just the fact that you know, she's able to like, yeah, like that you know he's showing her um like kick this much ass like in her. Like in her um, like, um, golden years, well, not golden years. She's not that old, but you know, like at her age, it's like you know, it's kind of it's kind of inspiring. And like you know, I I really got to give you know the fist pump for this. It's like yeah, it's like great, awesome. I love love seeing her, seeing her kick ass, and the art from Steve Epting. Oh man, when I see this series as an entertaining surface, Epting is a big reason for that. Now, I've said before that you know he, I don't think he's 
that good of a superhero artist. And he spent most of his years um, working on um, building interpretation at Marvel with runs on um, on Brubaker's own um, Captain America, with um, Brubaker again on the Marvel Marvel's project, and with um, Jonathan Hickman on um, on portions of his Fantastic Four run. Now, Epting is good at making things look like look grounded in like in in the real world. Which you know, it's like when you're when for Ed Brubaker's um, you know espionage themed um, Captain America run that worked you know, pretty well for the most part, but then when you start getting putting him into um, superhero stuff, it just doesn't. He, it, he, it's kind of like like the whole um, square peg in round hole dilemma. It's like you know, like he's like he's good at making things look realistic, but you know, like for something like Fantastic Four, you know, it's like that, that cries out for something that 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 has like you know over-the-top action and like an inspired sense of awe from the uh like from its start and Epting just can't quite deliver that so but how but now with velvet he's completely unbound from from any from from, from delivering any kind of like superhero or fantastic um look to it and my god it is beautiful just the um like from the from the 70s era look of it's like it's like of london america um, like um, Monaco during Carnival, it's like it's it's a the series is never less than gorgeous to look at for its for its fifteen issue run. I mean, it's like wow, it's like it's this is this is kind of stuff that that um, Epting was born to do. It's like and it's a and it's just like a joy to take in like all of his stuff, especially like just from the from the look of this series, from this character, from having his characters act like real people, or just like you know just having the, or when he has has them like you know break out the crazy ass fighting moves or gunplay, it's like it's it's like it's it's fantastic. And you know I my just my heart sinks when I see in the solicitations that he's going back to Marvel for a uh, one issue or maybe more bit with um jason aaron on um on the mighty thor and i think okay you know i don't think he's gonna he's a good fit for you know someone like thor who's big on like you know over the top epic action stuff that has that involves um her godly stature as well as you know the fact that you know aaron um kind of it, it writes a lot of like like um tongue-in-cheek stuff type of stuff when he's talking about the crazy when he embraces the craziness of the Marvel universe. Um, I'm sure I get the feeling that you know a lot of a lot of creators think that that, that some of the turn Marvel editorial or maybe Aaron himself thinks that you know hey it's like it's emptying like we're this is gonna look great but I don't know so I'm worried that you know when we finally see this issue collected it's gonna be kinda like like oh well you know it's like it's Thor like made more realistic. That's that's not impressive. But yeah, but um Velvet but um Epting's work in Velvet, um, I'm honestly going to say it's got to be personal best stuff um, for me. But I mentioned that whole entertaining surface bit. And you know, it's like, much as I like seeing um, Velvet um, t- uh, you know, take, out, take on the bad guys, fight against this, conspiracy, this overarching conspiracy within Ark, well, um, the problem is that it only works if you don't think about it too hard. To the point where, you know, like, Velvet is a really incredible secret agent until she's not. And, you know, Brubaker um, tries, like, tries to hand, this, hand wave this away by, um, it's like, by basically explaining, like, okay, she's been out of the game for a while. So, obviously, she'd forget a few things. But, okay, yeah, you can take him at his word in the narrative. But it just feels like, you know, like, whenever 
you know, he needs her to um, do something dumb in order to um, further the story, the conspiracy story that he wants to tell. It's just kind of like, I mean, okay, I mean, like you, I can assume that um, she was um, rusty enough to get caught up in the um, in the faux pas that set that sets arc against her at the very beginning. Okay, but you know, at that point, you'd realize you probably assume that you know, hey, she's got to step up her game and realize that okay, she like. I've got to be better, and I'm not going to do anything dumb from here on out. Okay, so in Volume Two, when she um, lets the uh, like the uh, it's like the, the intelligence operative who she sprung from jail in order to get answers about the conspiracy go off to use the bathroom himself. Well, that kind of like backfires on her badly, and it's it, it's it's moments like these that that make you feel that um, okay, she's um. Like that, that's, that's, um, that's not like her, that's not her. That's kind of like Brubaker, you know, forcing the store to go in a certain direction. And, um, it only feels uh, more pronounced in, on um, the final volume when, um, you know, say she's, when she's having to, um, you know, decide, determine, like, you know, determine like on the fly, the loyalty of, um, the secret agent, like the American secret agent she makes up with, um, Maximilian Dark. Seriously, he's, that's a badass name. It's like, and she, um, and and she's um it's shown that she's um you know planning to um that she, she's aware of his um, duplicitous nature, but as it turns out, he's dark is not as um duplicitous as he seems. And you know what? You know, for someone as as meant to be as badass as her, it's like you figure like she would that she would like find her to be ahead of the game here. And um it's like and that's kind of disappointing. I mean, like the final volume definitely has its definitely has its moments, such as when um like um, she ha- Velvet has to um, spring into action and you u- and um, utilize her wingsuit to um, like fly into action and save and save an infor- informant. It's like and um, you know knock out a guy guy in a car chase as this is happening. It's like and um, it's like you know and when she uh, when she has to kidnap President um, Nixon to get some answers to the whole thing, which you know I guess that will kind of depend on your own suspension of disbelief in the sense that you know hey she's she's totally badass enough to. Compl- to um, kidnap Nixon, it's like from the Secret Service and get the answer she needs. But you know, like she also has to, um, you know, let things happen to her in order for the story to advance. Uh, and to be fair, you know, Brubaker um, flips this um, thing on the end for the final twist, which is ca- is also kind of annoying in the sense that you know the bad guys, you know, finally realize too late that oh wait a second, this particular spy cliche we've um, overlooked. Well, it means she's not dead. So, which, you know, I'm not spoiling anything here, which anyone reading this should realize that, you know, after what happens to her, you know, hey, she's not dead. And um, they should have realized this far before um, they did. But, you know, Ed Brubaker has a specific story he wants to tell here. So that's the, uh, that's the problem. And that's, reading this final volume and rereading the entire series um, together, like I said, it's if you don't think about any larger implications of the story being told here, it's like it works. It's a fun. It's a it's a fun spy story that has some fantastic art, a great lead character kicking ass. It's like and it's like and lots of other other fun moments with the supporting cast too. But then you start thinking about well, you know, if she was this badass, um, then obviously she would have she would have done this this and this. And if the bad guys were you know, as on top of the game as they've been portrayed to be for the entire 
run of the series, then they would have recognized this um, this thing before the uh, before they were um, shot in the face. So, um, like I said, it's like Velvet. You know, it's like I mentioned at the in my review of the first volume that it kind of presented a return to form for um, Brubaker, and at the time it did. But overall, it's not um, on the level of his, of his best work. I, I'll say that it's it's I enjoyed it more than Fatal. But you know, when you're comparing to, to um, other stuff he's done in the past, like um, his like Criminal, um, <sighs> Incognito, and um, of course, um, his all-time best work, Sleeper, um, you know, it's it's not on, it's not on the same level, you know. But you know, would I uh, want to see more of Velvet in action? Like, like he certainly leaves the door wide open at the end of the final volume. Then, yeah, I would. You no, know, because you know. You got this introduction. You get this fifteen-issue introductory arc out of the way. So now, yeah, hey, if you want to do um, other stories, you know, maybe even shorter ones that that are you know more tightly constructed um, than this one, then yeah, I'd be open open to that. But you know, it's like I recommend the inevitable. Um, okay, all three volumes are available right now, and they are one complete story. I am sure there's going to be an omnibus collection of all three volumes in the near future because all because most image series operate on this on the same level. It's like, like I said, if you're looking if you're a fan of Brubaker and Epting, this is definitely a buy. It's like like I said, if you're if you're looking for a uh, if you're looking for a good spy espionage story, like in comics and you're feeling that, oh, you know, it's like there's not enough in this genre out here, then I will um take, you know, anything that's halfway decent, then yeah. Velvet is recommended. Those looking, for those more discerning, well, those who who, who want their series more entertaining have a, something more entertaining than the surface itself. You know, maybe um, hold off on this a bit. Anyway, that's my thoughts, um, John. You know, any um, random observations on your end about all this? No random observations. Not even yeah. specific ones, sir. <laughs> so, duly noted, uh, my good man. Absolutely. Do you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Well, unless something um, pops up in the meantime, I'm going to be talking about a comic strip from the uh, '80s. What? A strip of comics? Yes. As in panel one, panel two, panel three, or if you're Calvin panel and Hobbes, four. it could be anywhere. <laughs> uh, only on only on Sundays, but um, but no, it's like yeah, it's like I'm gonna be talk. I'll be talking about um, blue. I'll be talking about um, Bloom County, which um is actually um back back among back among us um thanks to the magic of the internet, and um John's like I know Calvin and Hobbes is your thing, so hey, if you want to have want to talk about um that classic strip too, then hey, more than welcome. All right, not a problem, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, later's. <laughs>